and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day, and your team is going to the playoffs. Yes, they are. Yes, they finished with a below 500 record, but who cares about that, right, Brett? Where can you find you at on Twitter? You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, so let's be really positive about the series. We are playing the uh, the the great Minnesota Twins, and on Thursday it's going to be 28 degrees over there, so it's going to be super cold. And this is the a team that's really used to playing in the West Coast and also uh, in Houston. And so this is going to be a change of scenery, but this is not the first time we uh, the Astros have dealt with that. They've had to deal with that playing the Red Sox before, stuff like that. But the Astros are going to the playoffs, and guess what? It's a, a new season. The, whatever the crap that just happened in 2020 regular season, it's gone. Everything starts tomorrow at one o'clock, and I'm pretty sure I called that or I said around that time. I thought I said it would be the second game, didn't I? Yes, yes, you did. Yes. So um, I believe that tomorrow it is at one o'clock, and then uh, the next day it's at noon. Yes. So the game one between Astros is Tuesday at 1 p.m. and on ABC, and game two is on Wednesday at noon at ESPN. Uh, so that's uh, that means the Astros are basically the uh, bottom of the barrel in terms of this, and that's how we've always been, and that's how the Astros have seen to triumph. The Astros have made to three straight ALCSs. Now will they make it four? That's something that is yet to be determined, but they got to really, really silence this Twins lineup. And guys, if you want to listen to us talk about the playoff games, win or lose, uh, listen to Locked On Astros podcast every day, and we got your back. That's right. The Houston Astros are in what is a dubious position, I think. They are the second team, not the first team, to make the playoffs at sub-500, and the Brewers did it before we did. So we'll definitely give them the crown for that. But I have been looking around, scouring the internet to see what people are saying, and there is a common theme of one of the things to watch for for the Astros. It's not pitching. It's not hitting. What do you think is that one thing other people are talking about the Astros have to be careful of or that could bite them in the butt? What have we been talking about? Uh, no baning on trash cans? No. Oh, sorry. I thought this was Dodgers uh, show. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Besides bullpen or. No. Who, who makes the decisions in the the clubhouse? Oh, Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is what other people are talking about. They're like a Dusty Baker. Watch his moves. Like I I read one article today. It said player to watch um, Brian Buxton. It said Astros, um, Astros, he Astros, um, player to watch and then it said Dusty Baker and they were like watch Dusty Baker's moves with what he does with the pitchers who he brings in who he takes out and you know the bottom line is not only the Houston fans know this but everybody else from the past other fan bases are aware of this and that actually scares me 
more than bats getting hot or more than the ability to hit the long ball because we know that they have the ability to hit the long ball. The Twins are a powerful lineup. You know, Buxton has really come through this year. He's, he's, he's hitting for power. Um, you know, Marwin, I'm not really concerned about him. I think it'll be kind of cool to have him on the other side in this, in this position. Um, but I don't think this is an impossible um, series for them to win. I know the Twins were 36 and 24. I know they, I know they, they won several more games than the Astros. But at the end of the day, the Astros have to get back to basics. They have to get back to hitting hitting with confidence, and their pitchers, their starters, have to go the distance. They have, maybe not nine innings, but they, they have to get a quality start, six to seven full innings. Yeah, and uh, like I said yesterday, Zach Greinke is going to be big for game one, and I was looking at our friend Richard Justice. Uh, he's been he's very knowledgeable about the Astros, but he also writes about MLB as a whole, and so I was reading an article earlier, and they said the top um, – basically top lineups in the playoffs, the top uh, rotations, then the type top bench. Can you guess where the Astros were in terms of the top benches? They were in the bottom? Yes, I think they're 16 teams, so the Astros were number 15. And uh, they, wow. they bas- he basically said that Miles Straw is good, but he's only good as a pinch runner late in the game. And then you have the Ledmus Diaz, but there's not much on the bench. And I think that would have been a different situation if uh, Jordan Alvarez was healthy this year, but unfortunately he's not. But uh, these are the best lineups. The Twins are ranked number four. The Astros are ranked number seven. And he uh, says Byron Buxton returning from a concussion is really going to give them the jump start they needed. And then uh, in terms of the rotation, the Twins are number four. The Astros are number 11. And uh, for somebody who knows so much about the Astros, he said Zach Greinke and Lance McCullers in games one and two are the best the Astros could have hoped for in an up and down season. Um, hmm. You do know he's starting game three, right? And then also, uh, but he said that Jose Barrios and Quinta Maeda have been merged as co-aces and Michael Pineda and Rich Hill have never been better than it been in September. So you go Richard Justice. Well, here's the thing. I've got a little. Uh, I've got a little side story about Richard Justice. Um, it was on a local radio show, and it was around the steroid era. And it was, gosh, I was like, I think I just graduated college or something, because it was like the '98 season um, when when Mark McGuire was chasing the record. He had just come to Houston, and Richard Justice was being interviewed at some point about about like steroids and. He's like, look, you know, apparently it's like prevalent or maybe this is after the fact that he's talking about how um, he didn't really see anything, but he had heard other reporters that said something. And I called into 610 and um, I did my best like Randy Macho Man Savage voice. And I'm like, I want to talk to I want to talk to Richard Justice. He injected me with steroids and I like made up this like whole character thing. And I remember actually pissed off Richard Justice. And I can't remember exactly what I said. But he got so mad at me. They're like, he's like, hang up on that guy. And they hung up on me and they hated me. Like they were, they talked about this, you know, Randy Savage keeps talking about how, how you injected him with steroids. And they, they gave him crap for it. I didn't even know if he would remember it. He would probably deny it. But, you know, Richard Justice, I, I've never been a mega fan of his. I know he's got, you know, he's a seasoned veteran, 
But um, you got to know these things, Richard. You got to know that Lance McCullough is clearly slotted for game three. But this is what's interesting. Let me get back on the Astros. The Houston Astros, okay, in their, in their games, in their 31 losses, they have 14 one-run losses, and they lost 19 in, those, in, in that group, 19 of those games, they held the lead at some point. Basically, they have not been clutch hitters. Now, if they can get back to the clutch hitting, they have the ability to get the lead, and they have the ability – to keep games close. So they're, if their pitchers can keep it close, maybe they get a cl- – I mean, really, Eric, a lot of these wins and losses hung in the balance of one or two hits. One of those games where they lost, they had a guy on second and third, Jose Altuve is up to bat and he strikes out. He could have gotten a clutch single that would have won the game for him. They probably would have won that game. And so it's just been the near misses. They – They've been just a little off. The reason why it looks so bad is because they're all doing bad at the same time. But they lost, again, 31 of those games, 14 of them were were one-run games. And that means that you've got the ability to do it. You just have to finish the job. And that's what it's about in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, what's kind of weird about this playoffs, and I guess it's kind of been this way for a while, but we don't know who's actually on the roster. Uh, The 28-man roster, they haven't announced it yet, but we do know that Josh James is all systems go. So whatever he was put on IL for a few days, that shouldn't be issue. And it looks like Martin Maldonado is going to be okay. He said that he just felt something in his knee, and so – he said he felt something behind his knee while lunging for a throw at any game, but he said he could have caught Saturday if needed, but uh, they, they rather rested him. So I'm glad that he's ready because honestly, if you think about it, I know we've kind of mentioned this. He's been the most consistent player all season. I know his bat, his stats don't really show it, but just what he's done uh, catching almost every other day and uh, every day it seems like, and then, his power he's kind of come out of nowhere because this is not the same guy we saw last year so this is a guy who's ready to uh, take on that leadership role and uh, it looks like dusty baker has really got some confidence in him and but they just got to play better and dusty said i hope that we can turn it on we will see when we get there these guys certainly have been there and they know what's at stake so dusty baker's been there the astros have been here so now it's a matter of what happens from here. Exactly. And, you know, to, to piggyback off the Martin Maldonado, um, I believe uh, if I were to give someone the MVP for this year, um, it would have to be Martin Maldonado. Simply because, like you said, what he's done behind the plate, the way he's been that stable force, that stabilizer, um, especially for Lance McCullers early in the year, getting him back on track and to catch as many games as he could. I mean, this guy has kind of put the team on his back. If you would have told me going into 2020, even in a shortened odd season, who is who's your X factor? Like, who is the guy that no one else would expect to be the man to really carry the load? I would not say Martin Maldonado, and not because I don't think Martin Maldonado. I think is, I said Kyle Tucker to start this year. Well, I mean, and, you know, Kyle Tucker, in a lot of cases, has been that. I mean, he's, his bat, I mean – the kid can absolutely rake. And, but I love that Martin Maldonado is pretty much has become like the veteran leader of this team. And, you know, I know this team is still Bregman and Correa and Springer and Altuve's team. I know the core four, 
but Martin Maldonado has really embraced this. Um, you know, you, you have, you have a lineup, um, going into this world series. Um, possibly you've got George Springer leading off Altuve hitting second, Brantley third, Bregman fourth, possibly. And you have Kyle Tucker, Yuli Gurriel, Carlos Correa, and then Reddick and Maldonado. And so I think that right there looks like a solid lineup. You keep Brantley in at DH, you let him do that, and you hope, you hope that this powerful lineup, Eric, I don't know if you noticed, the Twins haven't had their full lineup since July 30th. They haven't had a full healthy lineup since then. So this is the first time since July 30th that all their starters and all their mainline hitters, Kaplan, Donaldson, Cruz, Rosario, um, Sano, Polanco, um, Arevez, Garver, and Buxton are all in the lineup together. So that in itself is definitely formidable for any pitcher going against Minnesota Twins. All right, guys. And uh, when you're out on the drive or you're just out there driving to the playoff game, you need to make sure you have the right part for the right car and for the right price. Some people just don't have that. So, Brett, where can they go to find that right part? Uh, part. Well, they can go to rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com, it's so easy to find the parts that you need. You literally type in the year, the make, the model, the part type, and you hit search. It will look through thousands of inventory items, over hundreds of models. And the cool thing is, Eric, you don't even have to go to a store to get this. You can order it on your phone, on your computer, at rockauto.com. This company's been around for 20 plus years. They are a family-owned business, and they are the place that is not going to upcharge you. Because you and I, we're average Joe's, Eric, if we go to rockauto.com, they're not going to charge us a different price than they would a professional mechanic. They just want to get you the right part at the right price. That's right. We lie below prices. A super easy to use search engine and some of the best customer service that they have in the auto parts industry, hands down. So go to rockauto.com when you use them. Tell them when it says, where did you hear about us? Put locked on. And that little bar to let them know that we sent you to rockauto.com. We're live below prices, amazing selection, rockauto.com. Unfortunately, Kinta Maeda has been reliably good against the Houston Astros in the past. Um, against the Astros, he's allowed a 143 batting average. Uh, he's only allowed uh, five hits total in 31 at-bats. Uh, I don't think this is including the playoffs. I know that he faced them as a reliever, but this is the first time that he'll be pitching as a starter in the playoffs since 2016, I believe. And so this is something that he's going to be really pumped up for, not only because he's going to be pitching game one for the Twins, uh, who are pretty much favored over the Astros, but that's not, there's not no surprise there, but uh, because of the history with the Dodgers. He was on that 2017 Dodgers team that the Astros cheated out of the, the World Series. So, I know, uh, and, they're, and they're still crying about it, aren't they? Because those four guys, they just, you know, they can't get over Dave Roberts' horrible decisions with the bullpen and, you know, that home run by Mona Gonzalez. I mean, all because of a trash can. Yes, they lost. You know, poor Dodgers lose. The L.A. stands for lost again in LA and it still will until they won another title. Well, um, I just saw something that is super surprising. You know who has one career walk versus Kenta Maeda? 
Um, George Springer. I don't know. Zach Grinky. Oh, he that's has, right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he he's has no. Yeah, he, but he has no at bats versus him. He has just that walk, so it must have been a pinch hitting thing or something, or maybe he had a bad start, so maybe he he pitched against them and got lit up and only had that one at bat or something. But Yuli Gurriel is one for three with a double and two RBIs. He's the only one who's actually scored off of him. I mean, driven some runs. Josh Reddick has uh, two hits, one of it's a double. Ledmus Diaz has two hits, one of them's a double, but. For the most part, the Astros have a 579 OPS versus Kenta Maeda. So that is something to kind of um, worry about. But versus, let's look at what Zach Grinke's done versus Twins. Just keep in mind, he did pitch in the Nast in the American League before coming to the Astros, but that's been a while. And so a lot of the people he faced when he was with the Royals way back when, they're not playing baseball anymore. So um, some of the people that are still playing baseball are Alex Avia, and he has three hits and 16 career bats. Nelson Cruz is the only one who's hit a homer off of Zach Greinke. In 15 at bats, he has four hits, batting 267. Josh Donaldson has is two for six, and uh, with no extra base hits. But Marwin Gonzalez has a double off of him, and then Kinta Maeda has one at bat versus him. I'm, how do they have these one at bats? I don't get the one at bat thing. Well, they were. I mean, they they were probably in the game, and they weren't in the game long enough to go through the lineup um, yeah. a second time. I mean, they're the ninth batter, and if your guy's done and it's already fifth or sixth inning, you're going to pull him out. You know, being there in the National League, um, I think that Grinky going to Game One is actually the right call. And I know a lot of people are criticizing Dusty Baker for it because they want. No, you about go with your. He's your ace. And well, I know no. Palmer Valdez has done a great job. No, but, exactly. No, I'm just but saying. You're paying Grinky to be that ace, and you want no, that's, the guy that's out there with his experience, his uh, moxie. And I love the way Martin Maldonado is like that when they ask him, "So, uh, what's what do, can we expect from Zach Grinky tomorrow?" He says, "Well, he's probably gonna give some hints on what he's throwing, and he's just gonna be <laughs> Zach Grinky, and that's just what he does." Yeah. You know, Eric, um, one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, like who's hot and who's not offensively going into this series um, for the Houston Astros. And um, I'll tell you that George Springer and Michael Brantley are the two hottest hitters. But do you know who the other hottest hitter is in the last eight games is for the Houston Astros? Um, I do, but only because I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at. And that is okay. Mr. Wooston. And uh, that That's is right. Josh Reddick. He's batting 333 in his past eight games with um, great um, slugging percentage. And yeah, it's just amazing. But looking at who's not hot, and mm, I know he's just like when you think of playoffs, you think of Alex Bregman. And in September, right. what did he do? Oh, he, he actually crushed it. I mean, he, he gets up to the plate, he is a reliable. No, hitter. this September. This September. Oh, this September. Not in the playoffs. Oh, this I'm September. Bad, bad. <laughs> um, oh, he batted 179. Yeah. And, With, uh, he did have two homers, though. So two that's homers good. and five RBIs in his final 11 games. Um, Correa is also not doing too well at 172 with one homer. But, you know, Correa there for a while, was, I thought, was seeing the ball really well. Um, the bottom line is these guys have got to come together. They've got to hit. Um, we have still one of the best lineups in Major League Baseball. And anybody who would deny that 
it would have to be an absolute moron or know nothing about the game of baseball. Because when I look at this lineup, I know what their potential is. And, I mean, you can say they did great things because they did something else. That's fine. I'm going to throw this out there because we haven't really talked about this in a while. If you think your team has always been successful and they haven't had any help or they haven't known what's coming their way from the pitching mound, then you're sorely mistaken and, and, and horribly naive to what's going on. I'll just drop this little ditty in here for you. Open the freaking letter. That's right. The Yankees are still blocking that thing, Eric. I'm Brett, just Brett, Brett, now. this is the playoffs. Worry about that in the offseason. I'm just, I'm so <laughs> tired of people telling me that I have to listen to the narrative. I have to go with the narrative. I don't believe in the narrative. The narrative is false. And that's the Astros going into the playoffs and absolutely crushing their opponents or at least winning every series they play in will be the medicine that I think most opposing fans need. But will they take it? Will they take the medicine? Will they take a dose of I told you so? And that's what I want. I want an Astros win, not just for the Astros, but just for the sheer joy of seeing the other fan bases' faces absolutely melt off of their body because they're so enraged because they can't stand the Houston Astros being successful outside of the years they quote-unquote cheated. You know what I'm saying? It would yeah. be victory. And I want y'all all to go back and look at to, listen to one of the podcasts at the beginning of the year when Brett was like, you know what, I don't want to win the World Series this year because <laughs> I, I don't want to hear them say, well, it was a shortened season, that's why they won. Well, hey, we've, we've evolved. We evolved, right? I mean, politicians do that all the time. Well, I evolved. Um, I was <laughs> war before I was against the war kind of thing, right? I mean, I can, I can, I can flip-flop a little. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Eric, here's the thing. It's playoff baseball. It's here. And I really hope that it's all that it's supposed to be. I hope the expanded playoffs isn't a bust. I hope it doesn't lay a goose egg. Um, now, I don't know how many people are going to be watching at 1 o'clock. Um, but, you know, Central Standard Time. But the bottom line is this. The Houston Astros have a chance to prove everybody wrong this year. They don't look like the team that we want them to look like, but they have the ability to catch fire and be that team. It's got to be the bullpen. The bullpen is the biggest weakness of this team, and it's it's no surprise. I think that you can't even trust your closer right now. So Ryan Presley is your closer, and it's like, okay, well, do we bring him in in a one-run game, or is he liable to give up a, a solo homer to Nelson Cruz? And hopefully I didn't just predict something there. But uh, that, that's just what Dusty Baker has to deal with. And he has not had an opportunity to really establish the roles of the relievers this season because all the relievers have been either opting out or they've been injured for most of the season. Berto Suna has been out. I know a lot of people don't um, appreciate him, and, but uh, he is a big asset in the bullpen. And but I think the biggest key is going to be from Valdez in the bullpen. And that's going to be somebody I mean, that is if Jose Arquiti gets to start. And I, I right. think he will. We saw that. Uh, we saw the stats yesterday that said that um, the twins do better against the left handed starters. Granted, it's a small sample size. Granted, it's not the guy with the best stuff in baseball, like Mike, Mike Trout has said about from Valdez. But the bullpen is going to be the biggest 
Achilles heel for the Astros this year. And we'll have to see what happens. But the Astros were ranked 16th with the bullpen by Richard Justice. 16 16 out of 16 teams. Yeah. And the Twins were eighth. So, question Do you think the Astros have to? And I mean, have to like absolutely have to knock out Kitsumaeda early in this game. Is that the only way they win this game, or can they get to the bullpen and make a late inning comeback if they need to? I think they can, but are they going to fall short if they tie it up in extra innings? <laughs> so, well, here's the thing. But I mean, but I mean, for them to win game one, do they have to get him out early? No. I think have. I think if you get him at least five innings, uh, I mean, if he lasts five innings, then you knock him out. I think that's good. But I at the same time, I don't know how many uh, relievers the Twins will be carrying. But if you do knock out Kenta Maeda and like after two innings, think about all the innings they're gonna have to be throwing out. They're gonna be they're gonna have the mop up guy, and I'm not saying that Framer Valdez is the mop up guy, but you're gonna have somebody who could come in and eat up some innings if you're a starter. Exits early, knock on wood. Uh, but the uh, Twins have a 16-game uh, playoff losing streak, and 10 of them have right. been versus the Yankees. So the Astros are not the Yankees, but the Astros have been pretty good in, in the wild card. Well, I guess the 2015 wild card game. Otherwise, they've been <laughs> up at the top of the division. So we'll have to see. Yeah. This is a three-game series. We haven't really seen this format. If ever, I, I don't remember having seen a four a three game format no, before. I, so j- just imagine two games and then um, your the other team's done. But it's so much better than that one wild card game. Just Im- just imagine the stress and the pressure that we've had we avoided since 2015 with not having that one winner go goes on loser goes home. At least there's right. three games this year. No, yeah, I mean they'll start that whole winner go home in game two on the on the whole like you know MLB because it's actually I think ABC and then ESPN two is like the second game, um, so they're really getting crap crap can to the to the second. They're like on ESPN we have the Astros, or you know they throw them on some auxiliary public access TV channel um, where it's the Astros or the Twins. But after game one, no matter who wins or loses, they're going to say, it doesn't matter. We only have one win. We still got to win another one or we lost, but we still have to, you know, we can tie things up. So um, they are, they are playing um, in, so they're playing the wild card series in the home ballparks of the highest seed team, correct? Yes. And then where are, because I don't, I don't, I haven't talked about this. So, um, listeners, forgive me for my naivety here. Um, when they go to the ALDS, is that also in the home parks? Uh, say that again. I had a video jump up. Oh, the, the, uh, oh, that's not good. Um, the, in the ALDS, is it in the highest seeds ballpark in the ALDS as well? Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, in ALDS, they go to the um, alternate. They go to the re- – okay, they go yeah. to the re- – Yeah, okay. so I think it's San so Diego ALDS, and okay. Los Angeles and then uh, okay. Arlington and Houston. Okay. Cool. And then – so Houston's only going to be used for the NLDS. And okay. then it's going to be primary the um, 
that uh, the uh, Home Depot up in Arlington or something. <laughs> Tough shed field. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, exactly. But basically, in order for the Astros to win uh, tomorrow's game, it's gonna they're gonna have to get the big hit. They are one of the yeah. worst in baseball in clutch hits, and we saw what they did last year, where they had the best slugging percentage historically of any team, and it just all of a sudden they've just I don't know if it's the whole uh, the trash can scandal or just it's uh, people are really pitching them different this year. I'm not sure what's going on, but the Astros really got to come out. They've got a Zach Greinke has got to go seven innings and Dusty Baker. If he looks good, please do not take him out of the game. Do yeah. not pull AJ Hinch. And if he is dominating Whoa. the the team, just let him go and let him be Zach Greinke. And we don't, we don't want to get to the, the bullpen. Let's have the bullpen as a, I know they're going to have to pitch, but let's try to limit the damage as much as possible. Because it's a three-game series, so you want to eliminate having to use them. It's not a five- or seven-game series. You know, in a seven-game series, you can use a bullpen guy and have him ready again for game three or whatever. But this uh, – There's no days off, yeah. Yeah, so it's boom, 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 back to back to back. So they're talking about that. Like, what about in games one and two if you use their best pitcher, in our case, Ryan Presley? Would he be available for game three? And uh, right. so well, hopefully we don't have to get to Ryan Presley a save situation. He's our closer, dude. Unless you're gonna have uh, Brett. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rayleigh uh, do it or Brooks Rayleigh? Yeah, Brooks Rayleigh or who else? Uh, no, definitely Blake not Taylor. No. Josh James. Josh James is somebody that I think could be a sleeper to get some saves. Yeah, maybe no, no. Look at how safe. good he's been doing recently. Forget, forget. Um, several all games right. ago. All this I have are bad memories. All I have are bad memories of Josh James. Like, like I want to go back to the first, the, his very first game as a major league player when he was throwing 104 miles an hour off the mound, and he was sweating bullets because he was so nervous. And I, I just like Josh James. Just he he reminds me of when Chad Qualls would come in and he would totally screw things up. Maybe not. Maybe not Chad Qualls level, but Qualls to the wall. That's. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So everything has to go right for them. They have to have perfect scenarios. Um, the ball has to literally bounce their way. They have to hit the ball. So. And- I say we need to have a Milwaukee Brewers and Astros shirt like this next year. What do you think? Okay. I was I was wondering why you're holding up your Nationals versus Astros World Series shirt. It's like the Nationals I got this are for $5 limited. on clearance. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, so, yeah. I'm going to do that. But maybe- uh, I'm pretty sure they're all gone now. But all right, let's go in, uh, to wrap up the show. Let's go ahead and make our predictions. I'm going to go ahead okay. and say that it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Astros. It's going to be a 5-4 to four victory. And Ryan Presley is going to hold on to the save because he's not facing Nelson Cruz. I think the Astros come out. Zach Grinke throws a shutout for seven innings, and they hold the Twins to one run, and the Astros are going to win 4-1 to one tomorrow. Okay, well, I basically said the same thing, but then Bullpen gives up four runs. <laughs> Shut up. You said, well, okay. No, I, mean, I said Ryan Presley comes right. in to save us today. <laughs> right. I know. But, yeah. So, four to one, I think. I think. So, 
either either Astros go four to one or they go balls to the wall and score like eleven runs and they win eleven to four and then they like play a goose egg in game two, force in a game three. You know what I'm saying? That's actually what we should predict. We should predict them scoring like fourteen runs tomorrow, like winning like fourteen to nine, some ridiculous game where there's banging out home runs. And then the second game, the twins just like crush them like seven to zero. And then it's like a fight to the finish in game three where the Astros win like four to three or you know what I'm saying? I, I just I feel like it's going to be that kind of series where something you don't really expect to happen is going to happen, and then the exact opposite of that is going to happen, and everybody in Houston's going to lose their mind and like, oh, what's happening to my team? And you know, I just it, hope the fans don't reach over and grab the home run balls like we've seen in the past uh, with Jose Altuve. Well, I don't know. There was that guy who snuck into the into um, the you know Red Sox stadium. Um, Fenway Park and was yelling stuff. I don't know if you saw that. He was like at the top of the Green Monster or something. So who knows? I, I don't know. I think in Minnesota it may be too cold for that. They may be gearing up for Gophers football or something. They're, they're so they're so used to that. I'm sure it's not going to even be big deal. But uh, Brett and I will be back for tomorrow. We'll talk about the game one. What went well? What went wrong? And what made you pull want to pull your hair out? And I'm sure we'll have some thoughts by Dusty talk, reflecting about the game. And hopefully it's Astros victory. But the Twins are a good team. And I don't want to undersell that. The Astros are going to have to play better than they've played all year to beat the Twins. And honestly, they're going to have to do that for every team they face. Uh, but this team has the enough. If the lineup starts hitting and the pitchers the starters keep on doing what they've been doing they should be able to win but it's it's going to take a lot of prayers and uh prayer candles um, if you want to if you want to wear some uh the same underwear for a few days you can do that i mean dusty baker didn't want didn't want to take that many pairs of underwear so um or if you want to go ahead and what else um maybe do some voodoo ritual uh, and have Nelson Cruz's knee there or something. But hold on, hold on. You, you're like you're you're really worried about this game. Like I am, I am. What has gone right for the Astros this year? And we will talk true. about that on tomorrow's podcast. You've been listening to the Locked On Astros podcast, and don't forget uh, to listen to our friend Soli over at the Locked On MLB podcast. I'm sure he's gonna be saying all these lovely things about the Astros, and we'll talk to you tomorrow after hopefully. A game one victory. Go Astros.